Hello, my name is Jonathan Steele and welcome you to my show, Could You Be More Specific? Coming to you through this uh, Stay Woke podcast. And on this episode, I call this Compromising Situations. And I'll be touching on the NFL and their new anthem policy that they just instituted last week. And also how that relates to the Sterling Brown uh, situation that just got released with his police cam footage. And how that relates as a whole to scenarios that organizations, groups, and people can put themselves in without really knowing it. Um, I'm going to start with the NFL. The NFL has usually been a reactionary nonprofit organization, and I call them a nonprofit because that's what they're actually registered as. They're a nonprofit, even though this is a multi-billion dollar industry that doesn't pay any taxes. And for a number of years, they've been able to bully their players, bully lawmakers into getting them to agree to giving them hundreds of millions of dollars for a stadium. And even though there's really not that much data that I've seen that says that it really leads to um, a huge job growth or anything that really benefits the city, maybe it does for them to be able to get cities a lot of times to fork over three and four hundred million dollars to them to help them build a stadium. But for a number of years now, the NFL's been able to really get by on strong arming people. And with the Colin Kaepernick situation, when he first started kneeling and originally he was sitting he then started kneeling and that was at the suggestion of nate boyer who served in the military as a show of respect to the men and women in uniform and it's in reference to a fallen soldier and even that has been turned into uh a negative a negative uh, outcome and, and to the point where you got people saying that they're not going to watch football. Someone takes a knee for police brutality in that 45 seconds to a minute that you look at the national anthem, you're going to turn away from a three hour football game. Doesn't make much sense, but Hey, when you're a part of the majority, a lot of times majority rules and that's how the NFL has been looking at it. And I know there was an article I'm trying to think of, the person who wrote this recently, who was saying that uh, it was a pollster. I had to get his name, but he was saying that 35% of uh, registered black voters have stopped watching football. And obviously you don't know, you know, that could have been a poll done among 1800 people or 3,600 people or 5,000 people. But, you know, just a poll showing that there's a lot of people in the black community that have stopped watching football. And so much of this narrative has been shaped even with this past week with this poll about this overwhelming majority of people agreeing with the new anthem policy is that they're not counting the black dollar. They're counting the majority of Americans, and that's white people. And that's where they've been looking at it as. And to me, that's a mistake in the long run to make if that's what you if you're planning on creating a policy that one doesn't make much sense because they don't they don't really take a stand if you if you it's mandatory that you stand or you can stay in a locker room if you take a knee then your team gets fined and then the team pays the fine like that doesn't it doesn't make sense you're just creating multiple issues because now you're going to have a huge divide between players who may just stay back and then you're going to have some guys where they'll still go out there and now they feel even more of a pressure to take a stand and knee and uh, there's some guys in this uh, scenario, especially from a quarterback standpoint, where I don't expect anything from them. Like, hey, I don't expect anything from Cam Newton. You know, I think Cam Newton does a re- is a really good football player. I, I don't look for him to be a leader on issues. 
Uh, Dak Prescott, I don't look at him like that either. He's a, a second-year, third-year player who plays for the Cowboys, and their owners made it very clear that everyone's going to stand. So I don't see him doing that. He hasn't put in, I guess, enough time or a reputation to say he can do that and that'll go over well, especially when he's in line for a $100 million contract. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with that, but the fact that that's even – that's talked about or a scenario that lets you know how legitimate that is. And for mostly, I think that this plays a huge part, especially even though the majority of these teams are black, this is a a huge issue for these franchise quarterbacks who the majority of them are white. And this is going to be turning into a really big issue, especially when you look at, uh, there was a report saying that this could end up heading to the courts because of how they went about it. Now, I know some people will bring up, well, um, the NBA, you mandatorily stand because they had an issue um, over 20 years ago with um, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, I believe is his name. And he didn't pledge allegiance to the flag because he's Muslim. So why would he he do that? He honored it. He didn't desecrate the flag. He honored his prayer and his tradition. And, but, I, you know, I, it still goes to show you, and this is just a little side note on how young this country is. I don't people really understand like America is young in comparison to other countries and there's still a lot of maturing and growing up that it has to do. But what makes it even crazier about them passing this policy is that they try to not offend anyone. And all they ended up really doing was offending everyone. And they actually add more credence to Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed's collusion cases against the league, which is now going to be used, uh, you know, in a court of law against them. It'll be added as evidence that clearly they're not going to get employed because they were protesting the anthem when they were actually protesting police brutality. And I know that's something that they don't really want to talk about because that's a huge sea change. It's a lot of men and women, especially black men in this country, that have been largely put behind the eight ball because of these scenarios, whether it's bail reform, if you want to talk about that, or if you want to talk about Nonviolent offenders, which, you know, 70% of the people in prison, it's nonviolent offenders. You got private prisons where it's an incentive for them to lock you up. So it's not a shock that you see these instances happening. A lot of people think this is made up. The Tuskegee experiment happened. It's been a long line of history of examining and prodding and poking black men. That's just what it's been. It's not a conspiracy theory. And if, and if it's something that you're not comfortable with, then you will feel more comfortable in terms of talking about it. People of color respect traditions of other people, traditionally, especially in regards to black people. But a lot of times our history isn't taken that seriously. A lot of times it's something that we're asked that's you know, made up in our mind. What better way to listen to the Stay Woke podcast than listen to it wearing a Stay Woke or Wokest t-shirt? From Royal Tea Shop, dot bigcartel.com my personal favorite is the red and white one so head over to royaltyshop.bigcartel.com to get one today again that's royaltyshop.bigcartel.com and that leads me to sterling brown the milwaukee bucks player now anybody in in the scenario that he was in from that police footage if they parked in a handicapped spot they would have just uh checked with him, asked him for his information, let him know he parked in a handicapped spot and gave him a ticket and called it a night. There's nothing about that scenario, even if he's parked double parked from what it looked like in the camera uh, footage 
uh, when they were talking about where his car was positioned, even if that's the case, there's nothing about that scenario that still says, hey, we, we need to have multiple cop cars here and we need to arrest him and then tase him. I mean, this is just logical sense. There was a, a story. I know there's a, another clip where you see a guy who is in front of his house and a cop is trying to physically remove him out of the car and tell him uh, his taillights out. It was like, you're going to physically move me out of my car for a broken taillight and I'm in front of my house? Okay, just give me a fixed ticket. That's it. It's logical. And the fact that in other scenarios, people do this all the time, but for some reason we keep treating you know, law enforcement, like they don't have the capacity to do that. It kind of reminds me of the story where they were saying that this police department was going to start showing roadhouse to their officers and show the scene of Dalton telling them how to be cool at the club. I'm like, you need a movie in the eighties to tell you how to handle a routine situation. Like seriously. I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling. And with that kid, I think he's handled it, you know, really well. Because he's doing the right thing. He should sue the city. You know, people got to be held accountable. And until people start start getting fired and it doesn't become this like, oh, well, you know, it, well, what's going to happen if, you know, we don't want the job? It's plenty of people that will become a police officer. And to be honest with you, um, and it kind of goes to show you from a political standpoint, especially with Republicans, um, there always been, you know, less government, less taxes, but. A lot of times the government grows when their administration's in place. You know, Border Patrol, the stuff that, you know, this administration has been doing lately, that grows the government. That's more government. And a lot of times you would think, especially when it comes to cops and in particular, that they they will want less of that, but they don't because they've always ran as a party of protection. That's why the Pentagon budget always jumps up, even though we have you know, I think like what a 95 or 98 percent partnerships with the countries that we uh, have deals with. But yet our, our military is 13 times the size of the next superpower combined. I mean, and that's just a, a, a figurative number, you know, for the people that are listening to this, if, if you know an exact number that you want to pinpoint on and correct me on, that's fine. But that's a lot of government spending. So I think moving forward like this country's got to really decide when they start talking about some of these issues on what what's really at stake and and why do we feel the way that we feel especially in this particular scenario why is a unarmed individual coming out of these scenarios dead and why if they're coming out dead why do all of them look the same that's something that america has to really think about moving forward and these laws and, and and kind of piggybacking back to the to the anthem protest with these fines. I think if you're the players union moving forward, if this policy is going to stay in place, if the. Uh, if the team is going to pay the fines, I think the fines should go to criminal justice reform in their city and they should go to bail reform in their city and helping nonviolent offenders. Uh, get out of jail because if any of these policies affect anybody it's definitely the players because they come from these areas so when you hear the majority of americans who clearly don't live in these neighborhoods say well they should just shut up and play football well you've decided to politicize the game by horizontally presenting a flag and doing a flyover 
for the national anthem. I've seen a lot of games where people don't stand up for the national anthem. It's never been looked at as a huge deal, but yet a lot of the time we continue to kind of move the goalposts forward. And if it's something that we don't like, we're able to manipulate and turn it. And this is a real indictment on, on Roger Goodell and his leadership. The fact that he got backed into such a corner that he just decided that he was going to kind of just kind of concede. He just conceded to the, to the president and it was easier to attack. But if you notice, he can't do that with the NBA. And if you notice something too, I've never heard the president ever say anything negative about LeBron James or Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr or anybody or Adam Silver, anybody in the NBA, because they are a built, well-built organization. They were the organization that when the financial crisis happened, they didn't get a loan from the banks. They operated off their own money. That's why a lot of people have problems with the NBA. And, and I know the NFL is brought up because, all oh, they're three times bigger based off of America. Yeah, it's an American sport. The NFL is nowhere near the NBA. A really good basketball player is more so known than a franchise quarterback globally around the world. Ben Roethlisberger isn't as big as a as an all-star basketball player in the NBA right now. More people know who Kyrie Irving is than they know who Ben Roethlisberger is around the planet. That's true because the game is played in most of these countries. So the NFL moving forward is going to have to really think about what they do, especially legally. And if anything, it just further reinforces what Colin Kaepernick was advocating for and what his teammate Eric Reed was advocating for. And this needs to put an onus on the players' uh, union as well for the NFL because they got to get a lot stronger because they get back down a lot. So those are just some of my thoughts that I have about this issue. I uh, thank you guys for listening to this pod. I'm looking forward to doing more. I want to thank D for all the support and um, got a couple more things coming up this week that I want to touch on for sure. So I thank you guys for your time. Looking forward to doing more of these soon. You guys have a good one. Uh-huh.